to Desk Doodles episode 13. I'm your host, Sapna Malhotra. When I began this uh, podcast, the reason behind it was to start conversations about education. In the past few months, we have talked to so many educators. We've talked to principals, we've talked to teachers who are parents, we've talked to special educators, and we've also talked to sports coaches. But today's episode is really special because today on Des Doodles, we're going to talk to students who are the recipients of that education that we want to rethink and transform. It is also special because on the panel is my son whose thoughts and ideas I value a lot. I think if we want to rethink, if we want to transform education, we definitely need to give a bigger voice to the students. We need to ask them what worked for them, what did not work for them when they were studying, and what do they think is going to work for them. It is so important to get answers to those questions. So I'm so happy today to have four energetic, creative, confident, and really unique guests on my uh, podcast today. So welcome to Desk Doodles, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Des Doodles. Thank you. <laughs> it's so wonderful to see you. I can already feel the energy and the vibrancy uh, in the room today. So without much ado, I'm going to let you guys take it over from here. Uh, my first guest today is uh, Aditi Parekh. Uh, Aditi, please tell us a little bit about your journey and what you're doing. What uh, do you want to do? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, my name is Aditi Parekh and I grew up in a small town called Kunur. Uh, I'm an educator and a leadership coach. And um, the way I would frame my journey is I've been experimenting with learning a lot, starting with myself. I dropped out after high school and uh, did a lot of apprenticeships, took gap years, and then eventually did research and pursued a master's in education at Harvard. So I want to see education change in the world, and I'm really excited for this conversation to be a part of that. Fantastic. Wonderful uh, story, wonderful journey, and I'm sure we're going to uh, learn so much more from you. So my next guest, I bring you Shubhankar Arun. Uh, Shubhankar, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, hi guys, um, so I did all my schooling in Bangalore at NPS and after that I went to Boston University where I pursued a degree in journalism. Uh, currently I'm freelancing and running my own newsletter and blogs and next year I'll be going to Madrid for my master's in sports journalism. So my eventual aim is I've always been into sport and always been into writing. So basically my ideal career path is to just combine those two passions and I want to just cover sport as a career. Wonderful. I think uh, if you can combine your passion and career, that's the ultimate yeah. goal, right? Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. And my next guest is uh, Nikita Menon. Nikita, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm a data scientist at IBM. I completed my uh, degree in information science and engineering in 2019. So I've been working for about a year and a half now. I think um, something about me is that I really like to experience things and learn. So even like while I was in college, 
I always knew I wanted to be in tech. So while I was in tech, I wanted to learn through different experiences. So I tried to do marketing in a startup. Then I tried to do research in a research institute. I published some papers. Then I tried to intern in a country where nobody spoke English. And I feel like all of these things helped me learn and improve myself. So I think this is something that is really important to me, you know, to like grow as a person. And I think that's why it's important for me to bring it out in my introduction. Wonderful, wonderful. And which country was that, Nikki? Uh, China. China. Wow. <laughs> Must have been yeah. some experience, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was scary, but it was fun. It was, people were really, really accepting to me, even though I couldn't speak their language. Yeah. Language must have been a very big uh, challenge, right, for you? Yeah, 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 definitely. But it was also very interesting to learn. Like, I could speak and show them through Damsharas. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And of course, my guest, Mehul. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Mehul Malhotra. And um, yeah, like my mom introduced uh, first time on the podcast here today. But a little bit about myself is I did a bachelor's in automobile engineering. I was always very, very passionate about cars. Um, and so I thought that that would be um, a nice way to sort of go into that industry where I get a foundation in engineering and then go into design which is what I'm currently doing. I'm pursuing a master's in uh, transportation systems and design uh, at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. Uh, but currently I'm back home here because of this whole pandemic that we're in and doing an online term. But I think uh, w when it comes to the context of this podcast, I think it's really important because um, uh, we need to you know, really talk to students who, like my mom said, um, are the... Uh, ones that receive this education, right? And so teachers and professionals can take it only so far. And I think that from my point of view, contrasting school and engineering to this really new sort of way of learning for me uh, from the point of view of design uh, is something that I think I can bring out here. And so I think uh, it'll be a really interesting conversation. <laughs> Wonderful. And I think I can already feel uh, the passion that all of you have uh, when you're telling about yourself, what you're doing and where you have come from to that point. So it's going to be wonderful sharing ideas and thoughts with you. Really looking forward to an amazing conversation today. Yeah. So there is a tradition on desk doodles that we always have a big question. Okay. The one that is loaded with uh, lots of ideas that I'm going to, uh, you know, get from you people. So the big question today is, what does education mean to you? Each one of you, I would like each one of you to uh, share your thoughts, put it on the table for uh, everyone to hear. So let, let's begin in the same way we can start off with, uh, maybe we can start off with Mehul first. Let, let's go with it, Mehul. Uh, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a really big question, but if, if I were to sort of break it down, I think in one word, education to me at least uh, is exploration. It's uh, I guess like this, this freedom to explore. So when we were in school, for example, uh, students, when they come in, they're always, we always look at them as like these creative individuals and these people who, these kids, these youngsters who, you know, don't have any biases. They draw whatever they want. They say whatever they want. They're naive and they're innocent and all of these things. Right? They're just so open to exploration. But one of the things that we see later on is that, you know, you lose this creativity, which you've spoken about in a multiple podcasts of yours as well, right? So I think we need to 
education really needs to tie back to that that initial idea that everyone should have this freedom to explore whatever they want it's not about this result or this destination but it's a journey to that destination that i think is really sticks with you uh, and that's what education should be wonderful wonderful i think uh, how about you should be what do you have to add to that um for me i think education is uh, two things i'd say one is experience i think it's just exposing yourself to different experiences whether it's in the classroom through learning or outside through sport or co-curriculars it's about experiencing the world in as many different ways as you can and from those experiences i think it's about building a perspective so it is about building a perspective on how you see certain things how you approach certain things and so as much as it is about understanding other people's perspectives it's also i think large part of our education is about building your own perspective on things because i think that's really important and i think so it's like perspective comes from experience so i think both of them are quite linked together very true very true how about you uh, aditi yeah um I mean to you just to add to everything that was said <clears throat> i would kind of draw the 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 sort of boundary of education much wider and i think education is life itself like it's learning and we're learning from the day we're born till the day we die it's not something that we do from the ages of 3 to 22 alone so it's lifelong and um i say this because i think like if there's one value that i live by it is that put the learning at the center of it all i mean when we're interacting with our families when we're trying something new in the world when we're having the courage to kind of put put ourselves out there we're learning all the time and i think if we can see life in that way then there is no boundary uh to what education is it's it's our inner lives interacting with everything that we're coming into contact with outside and kind of making meaning through it all so uh that's vague uh and it doesn't fit neatly into our definitions of an education system or a 21st century education or whatever labels we put to it but i think it's it's just life itself and and some kind of preparation for life that we tend to do in the younger years but i think should continue kind of throughout absolutely wonderfully summed up how about you nikki i'm sure there's so much more that education means right yeah no i actually resonate a lot with what aditi said because i also feel like it's it's actually an attitude right like we should be taught to always be curious and always try to learn from everything that we see in our surroundings you know personally for me i'm always very curious so even if i wake up in the morning i'm always excited because i'm i want to know something new or learn something from someone you know like even if it's uh, i have a fr- group of friends that always like to solve math riddles and sometimes i might have already seen that riddle before right but i do make sure that i go to the group and i talk to them and i just see how everybody else is solving it or how everyone's interacting with each other right because maybe i already know the solution but i don't know how somebody else is solving it and i feel like every day when i go back to sleep also i think about all the things that i learned in the day and it keeps making me a better person and i feel like that's why we should always have the attitude to accept knowledge and just want to learn and be curious and ask questions so i think that's what we should be getting out of education correct correct i think each one of you brought out uh, you know all the different aspects of education what education really is it's all about uh, exploring it's all about learning it's all about experimenting it's all about your curiosity to learn right 
it's about uh, how you uh, need to have that perspective in life and that all everything combined it's such a huge uh, you know uh, thing that we are going to talk about today and that is why i wanted to bring it to you people because some of you have uh, finished your studies and you're already in the industry you're using that education that you have uh, gotten in so many years some of you have already made your own independent niches in life and uh, it's all uh, i think it's all about what you have gotten the education and what you have developed from it also that is also very important so uh, let's let's begin with like we talked about it's a more of back to school kind of an episode today a little bit of that so we'll start with that because that's where your education started and let me take you all back into time go back into that memory when you were little and you were in school so i want to ask each one of you when you will go back into memory i want you to think of uh, one thing that you want to be changed that should not have been there something that you feel strongly about that if it was a little different it would have been uh, you know a more positive influence on you it would have motivated uh, motivated you in a much stronger way something that you go back and you would want to change in that time right so let me let me ask you shubhankar what what do you uh, bring um so if i think like one thing which i wish would change would be i wish science wasn't put on a pedestal like in the indian education system at least i think that was a big thing which i think i personally suffered from i guess also a little bit because so in our 10th grade for the pre boards it was if you did well in the if you got good grades you got put in the science section but if you did badly you got put in the commerce section so in 10th grade no one really knows what you want to do so i didn't know what i wanted to do either but because the school had kind of put in that a uh, belief system that oh if you do badly you get put into commerce i automatically rejected that option completely you know like oh i don't want to be seen as someone who doesn't do well or whatever it was right and and but in hindsight i think commerce would have been the perfect option for me because i hated science but so i would say that instead of making science always seem on a pedestal and putting everything else below that i think if all subjects had an equal footing i think that would be amazing because even in the science stream i would notice that it was always physics chem math they were always high and like the english class wasn't always given as much importance and english was my favorite class but i always felt like it was neglected we weren't taught it properly or there were more opportunities for the science subjects but so i think that whole thing about science being put on a pedestal about science being the only answer to everything the only career path i think that's something which i would really wish could change yeah and i think you're so uh, correct uh, should be when you say that there is kind of an hierarchy of uh, you know the way the subjects are graded and it's it's kind of put in the child's mind so early on and not only in schools because it starts affecting how the child is being uh, you know taught at home as well from the parents side exactly right? i mean i i open it to discussion for all of you whoever like, wants to bring in whatever they want uh, you know just please be free to express your thoughts on that like just one point on that would be like so even like let's say if you did well in like english for instance it was always like okay you did well in english but how did you do in the sciences do you know what i mean like achievements in that field in that structure were always like it ir- irrelevant when it's compared to sciences which i think was like at that like it can be quite like for your conference levels or whatever it is 
So the one thing you could actually be good at is like, okay, no, it's already on a higher level. Correct. So you have to like fight doubly hard to achieve something in that. And not only that, I think when somebody asks you, so, or they would ask somebody's parent and they say, so what, what does your son want to do? He wants to do arts. Why? What happened? You know, it's like as if some, there's something drastically <laughs> wrong there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's such a wrong belief. Uh, it's like a radical thing to not do science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you done wrong? You done arts? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you want to say, Aditi? Do you want to add something to it? Please go ahead and feel free to uh, you know add your thoughts to whatever anybody says. Yeah, I mean these are really good big questions to think about. And one thing that I'm trying to kind of unlearn right now is um, that the world is not a zero sum game. It doesn't mean that if somebody else gets something, I don't. Um, and there's room for lots of different people to do lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But I think school really ingrained that idea into you with things like, you know, ranks and uh, even with the subjects, like if you got it, somebody else didn't. So um, I don't mean the superficial idea of competition, but the sort of deeper notion that, you know, there's only a certain kind and there's only a limited number of spots. And I mean, to use the three idiots analogy, right? The rat race, then if you make it on top, that's the only thing that matters. Uh, it just, I think it puts us into such a narrow sense of the world. And today we're looking at how I think a lot of people, including everyone on this call has just done such different things. Um, and I think that, that we didn't think this way in school, right? It was a very narrow conception of like, okay, who top sciences, for example. And so unlearning that right now is um, really important to all of us. And I think I would go so far as to say that even if we picked up useful things from school, a lot of this kind of exploration, creativity, creativity things that we're talking about today came about despite school, because in no way have the structures of school contributed to this. It's like you reject that, you pick up something else and then you do it. So for me, it's always like, oh, what if we didn't bring up kids uh, in this way to think that there's only a certain very narrow conception of what success means. Uh, And I think if you start with this big idea and sort of uh, see what it means for subjects, like, hey, there can be lots of different subjects. There can be lots of ways to do an art project. Uh, There can be lots of ways to kind of interview people or, you know, do uh, social service or anything and just being open to the fact that yes learning is happening again in all of these places and everyone will find their way even if it wasn't something I as for example a teacher think is like super valuable just being open to possibility I think if that's the one kind of big overarching thing I would want a magic wand to just change it would be that (laughs) yeah no I think I definitely definitely agree with that like um it's like you were saying right it's like this um it's like this, it's almost like this factory that's like this production line that's churning out people that have to be one specific way almost, right? And it's, that's what I think I, building up on like all of your points actually, is that I, the biggest thing that I've noticed when I've made this transition from engineering or school to like design is this idea between inclusiveness and, and sort of very this like exclusive kind of conform to one kind of thing that everyone needs to be modeled. Right, like in school, we were always uh, people want to be different, and teachers do say sometimes that you know you should be different and things like that. But it's always that oh, why can't you be more like him? You know, like see how well he's doing or she's doing, get marks like them and things like that. But uh, but in design, what I've seen is that it's uh, in fact if you're if you're like someone, you're you're called out for it, 
almost. And the more different you are, the more like uh, people are like, wow, like he's so different. Think, think like that, try and be unique. And that's one thing that I think that even early on in school, if, if people can be and schools can be more inclusive of the differences that every student based on caste, culture, whatever, which um, the backgrounds that they've come from, um, everyone's different, right? So we need to be able to be inclusive of everyone. And I think that can really improve all of these things that we're talking about as well, right? Yeah, actually, like to add on that, I feel like um, if you think about why we have the education system in India, right, it's because the Britishers wanted laborers, right? So that's why we all have this this kind of way of just everybody being the same and everybody learning the same thing and going in the same path. And it, the education system hasn't really progressed since then. And I guess that's why they should move ahead as well. And adding on what Aditi said, I, I totally agree, you know, there's this concept of competition over cooperation in the education system right now. But if we, if we kind of change this, it's, we, we, there is space for everybody in this world, you know, and competition was always something that we had in sports, like Bunky said. So it's like, why, why do we have competition in learning, right? So what if Aditi learns faster than me? It doesn't matter, right? Everyone's learning at their own pace. It doesn't make a difference. We should all be able to help each other. Like if Mehul is good at something and I'm not good at that, he can help me and we can all move forward. We want to live in a society where everybody's helping each other to move forward, right? Not trying to tear each other down. So yeah. This competition and, in education. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Nick, just, we were talking about this in our prep call for this podcast that, you know, today we're wondering where like these depression rates are coming from. Why are people struggling with uh, their self-worth and seeing themselves as enough? And where does this idea come from? I think it's like yeah. in kindergarten, that's the level at which like, you know, teachers are very encouraging of everyone and making sure people are learning to help each other and then i don't know you you step into formal school like first standard second standard and boom it's gone because it's just like oh you have this ultimate goal of like 12 standard board exams and let us do everything to prepare you for that and then we spend years trying to come out of it some of us don't like i definitely think i have like a hamper on what i can imagine to be possible and so it's, yeah. it's what I imagine possible for myself, right? Like, am I, am I enough? And if school could just even inculcate that one idea in everyone, like, hey, whoever you are, as long as you're a decent human being, it's okay. It's, it's enough. I think that would just save like a lot of misery. In no, this and I think it's so true, Aditi, yeah. because when children enter school, they're so soft, right? They're, they're like sponges. They'll absorb what you give them. And, uh, and then they grow up through school life and then they enter the real world, right? And that is like you're kind of creating an entire generation with a particular thought process. If you look into it, it is such a serious thing that we need to address because if the children grew up with more of empathy towards each other and kind of working together, like Nikki said, that there is space for everyone thinking about that and every subject has the same values, uh, same importance in life. Everybody wanting to learn that subject, not just cramming it to get a particular grade to be put in a box which says cream of the class and not to be put in another box which has a different label on it. So I think if we kind of redesign, that's the reason that I wanted this uh, talk here that you guys have gone through it, you have lived it, and it is so important for you to voice those opinions because uh, once we hear it from you, I think then it is so much easier for people who are designing the education system to understand what really doesn't work 
it's not helping you people right it's so if it doesn't help you the recipients why is it still happening i think like building off the point which you said and what aditi also said about unlearning right like so if you, like you use in sponge analogy like you get into school and like you're constantly absorbing everything and i think like after you leave school like you need to kind of like wring that sponge dry like <laughs> there's a lot of unlearning which needs to happen after school like i think for me like was i was like okay like my grades don't matter like they don't like that how because i think like you know in school it was like grades were also like a separate type of hierarchy among students like that was like the good students like your good grades means you get like the benefits and like grades were tied into everything else so i think there was so much unlearning which had to happen and the sad part is i don't think that unlearning is possible for everyone like there are some things which just remain ingrained throughout so like unlearning is a process and it's i think it's i think that's quite hard too to unlearn everything you've picked up in school absolutely and i think it's yeah yeah it's just i guess just an just a, an experience that i guess all of us can relate with or at least a few of us can relate with is while you were, we were talking about grades and marks and all of these things right and how some people are like the cream and some people are like underneath everyone and all of these things and um in school when we used to get uh, our marks or grades i don't know if it was the same for everyone but uh, the teachers would you know call you out and uh, they would like basically call your marks out in front of everyone and they would they would just like um, you know oh you didn't do well <laughs> and a lot of the times they would call out only the people that did badly and the, the people who did well would just like they can just come and collect their papers and things like that and all of these yeah. things these little things like there was this walk of shame that you would do where, where you would go from your desk to the front of the to collect your paper and you would just hope that you've done well otherwise you'd get this look of disgust from the teacher or like oh this time it was not good or whatever and then like people and student that that builds in your mind right like shivanka was talking about it getting ingrained and that's why students like you know like uh, there's this uh, there's this uh, idea of cheating that comes in where we need to get more marks and we do everything we can to get more marks and and people fighting for half mark more ma'am please ma'am please give us half mark more and like uh, yeah. and like lying to your to your parents or your or your fellow classmates that oh you know i got 14 and a half but actually no that's 15 it's okay that's fine that's that's yeah. 16 it's fine okay yeah so it all like i guess builds in your mind and there's so much like uh, that's that's wrong with it i guess absolutely yeah. i think that's actually yeah go ahead nikki yeah if you think about it a lot of students have this exam fear as well like i know so many people if even if they are writing exams they like they panic before the exam and sometimes even i feel really scared before exams but if you think about it exams are not to scare you right it's just to see if you know what you learn but the purpose the, that's the reason nikki i feel that you know because we are studying to pass that exam we are not studying to learn something i think that that's a very big uh, difference when you step out of school and you are maybe doing what you guys are doing in life now and you realize that whatever you do every day is also part of your learning you're not just doing it you're not cramming it to just pass an exam and that's why mm-hmm. that scare is so much more when you are in school and you're always worried about what is going to be you know the number on yeah. top of that sheet it's it's also like what mail said about shame right like i remember in school when grades would come people if some if a friend asked you how much did you do you would even and if you did badly like instead of saying oh i didn't do well like you'd be like oh no i don't want to say i don't want to say so 
it was a point where people didn't you you were ashamed of your grades so you didn't want to say it because it felt like such a bad big thing not to do well and like and that was something like i remember like when i went to college as well and people would ask my grade and that same thing would happen if i didn't do well i wouldn't tell them but when they didn't do well they'd be so open about it like okay yeah i, di- I didn't do well but that shame thing about having good grade needs to kept be kept hidden and like it's a bad thing you should keep it secret like i think that just carried on because of yours as well so that's again sure. a lot to uh, you know there's a different kind of discrimination that we were talk we touched upon in the beginning like you are discriminated on the basis of the grade that you got then there are i think there are sometimes i don't know if uh, you know it has happened with a lot of you but i remember for you know mehul as well that if you are playing sport that again is like something teachers generally feel that the sport and the studies cannot go together what are your thoughts on that oh yeah i mean i can build off right off of that right like a lot of the times i was very passionate in fact if in a different education system in a different space where it was possible i might have actually pursued sports i at one point i was thinking of pursuing sports and i'm sure uh, a lot of us might have wanted to pursue a lot of different things but the way that the way that we were taught the way that the education system is run i was always always put it up for you know just pursuing what i want to do which is sports and if i was not as not doing as well as some of the other people that were either playing sports and still doing okay with academics or just doing well in academics and not doing anything else i was always compared to them and i was like why can't you be more like them right like do this uh, later or this is, this doesn't matter this is not going to get you anywhere in life this is not important and all of these things i guess maybe even from the teachers point of view it's something that they have to do or they that's the only thing that that the only way that they know how to teach i guess uh, maybe a lot of them are just like you know they don't have any other option uh, in terms of uh, ways to teach us but i still think that there's a lot of problems there um, in terms of you know being able to pursue what you want versus being able to pursue what really uh, people think uh, needs to be pursued for you as as your life goals and as your life uh, i guess um, what you can do uh, to to earn money i guess <laughs> how about you aditi what do you feel about that yeah i think two um related thoughts one is going back to the idea of you know if school kind of institutionalized that there are possibilities to do different things i remember uh, in rishi valley the school i went to in levenstad it was totally okay to take like maths physics economics and physical education for example it was treated as your fourth subject at par with what you did in math or whatever it is and what a shift that creates for everyone right in terms of uh, how much it is worth in terms of your board exams it's the same thing and there's also like a, a sort of implicit understanding that this is all part of education as well and i think the other thought that came to mind is uh, how like adults right now who were educated 20 years ago have conceptions of what the future might be 20 years after where they are and how that impacts what people who are getting educated right now are doing uh, who will grow up to live in that world 20 years from now right there's just you're carrying over i don't know misconceptions from the 1980s or 1990s for a child who will be working in 2020 and and the the rate of change is just so crazy like this delta is so huge that uh, all of the ideas are outdated right like what we thought is worthwhile 
uh, or what our, the previous generation thinks is worthwhile is so different from what I think, what my brother five years younger to me thinks of it. And I think we have to be careful of, of where, this, where this is coming in, um, in casual conversations, in more kind of institutional designs as well. Because we might be seriously sort of hampering people's ability to see the future and to see where they might be able to, you know, find a good life for themselves over there if we're going to put a cap on it right now. Because so many people, like in the, story, in the leadership coaching I do, I ask people to tell stories of times when they felt courageous and times when they felt like they weren't. And so many times it goes back to some comment a teacher made, some kind of throwaway belief the parent had. And so they're like, oh, that's where I picked up the idea that sports is not a thing I should pursue. Or helping people is a virtue I shouldn't have because it's a dog-eats-dog world. So it's, it's these same kind of beliefs that we should really think about. And I think, Shubhi, you said this, right? It's uh, that unlearning is so difficult. So we should not, we should yeah. take it very seriously. What are the beliefs that we're passing down? Because, I mean, these have ramifications for society. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. huge. Absolutely. Any kind of, I think, discrimination on any kind. I mean, children are not born, uh, you know, when they come, when they enter school, they do not see it like that. They don't see the world like that. Everything is just like they want, you know, that like they are. So it's only we're as grown-ups, we're putting ideas into their mind uh, about discriminating on the basis of color or the grade or because they look different. I think it's just... Uh, it's a thought that needs to be really, you know, looked into that. What are we doing yeah. with that? You know, like, yeah. and I think, uh, like for me, maybe not every, like I was not that interested in making sport my career, but I think I learned a lot about sport, you know, while, because I took part in a lot of sports and it just taught me to be more empathetic towards everybody in my team and, you know, how to have healthy competition and maybe even to a certain extent, how to accept failure. It's, I, I guess we'd never really understand how sport helps students grow on a whole. I guess maybe even teachers don't exactly appreciate what students learn outside the classroom. I guess maybe that's something that no, everybody I, could I be more. I really only want um, uh, uh, you know, your thoughts on just because of sport. It was just that if you felt that you were being discriminated about any other thing, yeah any other point in life when in school that you felt that you were, you know, put in a separate box because of something, not just the sport yeah. or anything else. I think, I mean, I can go again, I guess, <laughs> but um, th there was this, um, there was this, there's another story that I remember where I don't know, I, again, like, I don't mean this by maybe the teachers do it for, you know, helping us. And that's, that's how they, that's how they're bringing it out. But uh, I think discrimination in school is um, happens a lot, uh, whether it's with or without the teacher's knowledge. And I remember like when I was very small, like you were saying, um, like we come into this world without any biases and only the experiences that we have give us these biases, right? And when I was extremely small, maybe in third or fourth grade, I remember this teacher called me out and said, I would have, I would have misbehaved. I would have done, I would have had, you know, I would, I would have been having fun with some friend in the ground or something uh, where I wouldn't have been standing in a straight line or whatever, which is another story altogether. But uh, um, this teacher called me out and she was like, what do you think? Just because you're white, you can do whatever you want. And I was just like, that didn't make any sense to me because I didn't understand that concept. Right. And uh, if you see around the world today, it's the exact opposite. The white are not 
<laughs> the recipients of this but in my mind that didn't register and i still remember i don't know i think i i did cry at that point in time but i didn't know why i didn't understand how this made sense and i didn't know why this was a way of discriminating i don't even know if i understood the concept of discrimination that time but i felt singled out right and i feel like it's so wrong that uh, teachers bring this into to students and kids lives when they don't need to in any way right yeah i think like one thing i remember i felt was so like in school like we had like leadership badges and that type of thing which were given out and i remember around 12th grade like i was like i really wanted to you know be a house captain or something but one of the big prerequisites for any leadership position was like discipline like you know like it wasn't about how much stuff you've done it was about discipline is one prerequisite grades are one prerequisite and then third is leadership qualities so it was i always felt like so always the most well behaved students the students who were doing well in class were the ones who would get the leadership positions the ones who would get opportunities to do other stuff outside academics so it was always a very like you talk about discrimination so that was like another way it would kind of spread out in school as well where your other opportunities outside class are based on what you do in class which is quite like ironic in a way right so and um like about sport as well i remember like when our football team wanted to go for a tournament our principal made us all sign a letter saying yeah, every every member of the team will get above 80% or whatever and we had to actually sign a letter and promise for that and only then so you grow up with the notion that sport is a reward right it's not on ever on equal footing you have to study to earn sport so i think yeah i think that's one like discrimination i think there's just like a very very long list that we can get into if we have to ask how what are all the creative ways in which schools discriminate <laughs> or teach discrimination i mean yeah. can we talk about gender discrimination in school it it's huge like the kind of you know how a girl is supposed to wear her hair uh you know your skirt cannot be above your knees and if you know if something happened to you by mistake it's your fault and if if the boys were looking at you that was your fault and if uh people were not studying properly it was your fault like it just came back to them again and again and then there's kind of discriminations that are not even visible in schools right uh if we talk about like the elite private schools of india you are not going to see people who are below a certain um uh, a certain socio economic status you're not going to see people from different castes uh and even if we don't talk about it which by the way is a privilege <laughs> to not be able to talk uh, to not have to talk about it not to uh, to not have to deal with it it's it's just like so many different markers like uh, if somebody didn't speak english that was discrimination if somebody came with clothes that were not branded that was discrimination you came from a small town or you were proud of where you came from that was discrimination and uh, this sort of continues right till you get to college and then once you get to college it's like a certain class of people are whatever you know if you if anyone's watched like mean girls or any of these there's like the elite circle in between and like every school has that and every institution has that uh, and like mehul said like when we're young i think we don't quite get it like hey why is that such a big deal and then we learn to accept it and we're like oh actually there might be some intrinsic value to uh, you know people who are wealthy to be good people uh versus if somebody can't speak english maybe they're ruffians or something i remember all of these notions being thrown around like religious discrimination all of this was just part of it and this is why i keep coming back to it like education has 
there's so many downstream effects for how we as adults behave with each other and it's it's really worth just recognizing the biases let alone dealing with them uh, as we go along no but like if we start these discussions aditi that's where uh, that's why i brought it up because if we don't put it out there no i i i don't know how many will learn from it even now but if we don't voice them then there's nothing happening for it right and children are going through that process for years and years and it just becomes a practice that is a norm and it's you know it's just happening so let it go on but i think somewhere you guys who are the you know the youth of today you need to step up and i that's why i say that uh, the voice your voices need to be heard stronger because the education system definitely needs a rethinking because it's not helping you guys so from where the, i come to the next question all of you went through uh, maybe a little bit different schooling but by and large kind of a very similar atmosphere what i gather from where uh, our discussion is going and then you stepped out into different colleges all of you had amazing experiences probably so what do you think worked really well when you stepped out into the colleges was it something so different from your uh, school life that you think can also fit into the school education system would you like something from there to come back into your school life would it make a difference yeah maybe i can talk on that so yeah so i i feel that for me when i got into college it was kind of um you know first of all it was a fresh slate it was like completely clean slate for me and it was like i had a lot more freedom i guess in college they don't really put a lot of pressure on you they, it's not like if you have a low gpa you can't do something else or you have a low gpa so the teachers don't like you it's it, it they don't really even care about your gpa to be honest you can you have a new teacher for every subject and it's if you do well it's up to you if you are not scoring high it, it really doesn't matter and you could pick whatever subjects you wanted to it was it just felt really free where you could study if you wanted to and maybe if you don't want to study that's also okay like you just want to study a little bit and then do something else that's okay like i think that that's really nice you know because you can try a lot of different things and i think in college they also enforce like doing an internships and getting more practical experience and maybe doing research with a professor trying to explore different options you know and like clubs are so big in colleges so like people are always trying a lot of different things which helps helps just build your character i feel like you are more reliant on yourself and you're able to have more confidence in yourself which i feel maybe when you come out of school you are still kind of looking for approval from somebody uh, and you kind of get approval based on your grades but you are able to experience things beyond grades in college and i, I think that's definitely possible in school because it's not that students in school cannot do internships or they cannot experience more things it's just that they are kind of restricted and i think that stops that restricts the growth as well absolutely yeah yeah i think building off of what nikki was saying um i think that's why like initially as well like my the big what meaning that education i feel like has become to me now is this freedom to be able to explore new things and i think I, in different forms i i guess all all of us in different fields now have been able to do that after school whether it was with engineering first where you know you have this freedom like nikki was saying to do what you want when you want it and how you want right there's no one forcing you to do x y z things 
and uh, there's no one forcing you that you have to get these grades and things like that. People always have this tendency to, you know, make whatever you're doing currently the most important thing in your life. When you have, when you are, when you're going past your tenth words, like oh, tenth words are the most important thing. You know, if you don't score well, uh, you won't get anything. Then it's the same thing with twelfth. Then it's the same thing with entrance exams. Then it's the same thing with you know, like a bunch of different things, getting a job and things like that. But I think when you go into college. Uh, whether it was engineering for me or design and contrasting those two things, uh, I think I just uh, I just really really have loved this idea of being able to do what I want and being able to formalize what I'm learning from there into actually what I want to do for the rest of my life. And like you were saying initially, right, bringing that passion uh, for what I want to do and what kind of change I want to bring to the world uh, with my actual work every day that I'm going to do that makes me happy and clubbing these two things. Uh, I feel like I did not think that that was going to be possible in school, because in school, like I was talking about, whether it was being able to pursue sports or like this passion for cars, I didn't know what that meant or how would I would able, uh, you know, be able to do that. But now, going through these different kinds of education, I really feel like that's possible, and I think that's that's really cool. And I feel like school should also be able to do that early on. Yeah. How about you, Shubham? I think. uh two things so i think one thing was in college which i think which that is like in college i felt like the teachers were on your side like i felt that personally like you know that it's not that me versus them it's like they want me to do well they want me to have opportunities and so that was outside the classroom and i think like a actual thing which i wish all schools would apply would be like the concept of office hours right where you can go as a student to any professor have like a 20 minute chat and Like what I used to notice was so many of the times it was not like I went for these officers always to talk about something like a class thing, right? Like an assignment or a test. Like I remember, like my first ever journalism class I took, I would just go to kind of listen to his stories, just about my questions I had about the field, about the genre, like or like at times I would just go to his office because he had a lot of like really different books which I would just like expose myself. You know what I mean? Like. where you can actually go and just chat with someone very openly intimately and like they will look out for you they will tell you like these opportunities or so i think that whole concept would be amazing to have like officers because in school it was always like one on one with a teacher was always a remedial class to do better in <laughs> exam or something right like like it wasn't like you're never going to go to a school teacher and talk about like this what i feel about the subject or like this is an idea i have so I think that concept of officers, if we could apply it in school, I think it would be like amazing because you can build a bond with the teacher. And I think the second thing would be is, in a way, with one thing that I liked about college was like equal footing as well, right? Like after every class in college, we had to fill out a survey form for the professor, what we think worked for the class, what we think could improve, how do we rate it? Like, and it was like a very comprehensive thing. and it was very formal like when we had to fill it the professor had to step out of the class while we did it so and they could see it only after the class was ended so there was not that fear like oh he'll read it and then he will like give me a bad grade so i think that could also be if we could apply on some level if we could apply that in schools as well right so i think that would help teachers as well they will know where they could do better where they could support more and it wasn't so in that form there would be stuff like okay academic like do you think thought well but like there was stuff for additional comments where you could put like i felt whatever else you felt about the class so good or bad so i think if those two things could be applied like building a bond with a teacher i think because i felt like a good teacher can like 
opened so many doors for you, opened opportunities, and I feel like we can't experience that in school. True, so true. And in fact, one of my earlier podcasts, uh, Shubhi, we had a talk about this. What you were talking about that uh, a feedback for the teachers because whether and I think the main thing to look into it is uh, forming those questions which get you the right answers. Like if you put a question to a child that uh, do you understand when the teacher is teaching you or how many times do you understand or how many times are you able to express to the teacher that you've not understood. Those are the kind of if you have questions which are framed correctly, there is no nothing wrong in getting a feedback. I think it is a wonderful way of teachers trying to learn and better themselves at what they're doing, because uh, I think in everything we talk about, if you get a feedback, you can improve yourself. But teaching is a profession in which you don't really go for that kind of a thought process. And how do you better yourself then if you don't know from the recipients of that uh, education, uh, you know, what's working and what's not? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Aditi, did you have anything to say to that? I thought... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, thumbs up to everything that's been said so far. And if I have to summarize, it's... I think college is just so freeing, like Nikki said, because for the first time you realize it's on you. Like, what you make of yourself is on you. And the, the that happens because, like, teachers are trying to control you and the institution and the outcome a little less. Right? There are still... Uh, colleges at least in India that feel like extensions of school, <laughs> school. but um, for the most part they're not right and so I'm thinking like in college I don't think I had the same like there was lots of teachers who were not great but I still learned a lot because I realized it's not about them it's about what I make and like okay I don't like their lectures let me go read something let me learn about it let me discuss with my friends whatever it is and that's why I think like college is such a sort of influential formative learning period because we're like finally put into the real world where there aren't these artificial structures of like oh there's a first rank second rank third rank and these are the only ways to like be successful but you're out there you're um, taking responsibility for yourself if you make a right choice you can take some credit for it you make a bad choice you take responsibility for it and I think that what we call life skills or soft skills is, is basically like we, we learn it there, we learn it in sports, we learn it in all of the things that school isn't really prioritizing. Uh, and more than skills, I think they're just beliefs that are learned over time and more power to those who are able to come out with those beliefs that, you know, even if the system is not set up to help me, it's okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find something that works for me. Yeah, Absolutely. maybe something that I can add to this, uh, or maybe something that others feel as well. Another thing that I think college is really important for is something that Aditi, you mentioned before, is that when you're in school, you're only um, experiencing this very niche uh, set of people, right? And when you go into college, there's so many new cultures, so many new types of people, and you know, um, so many different like spaces and backgrounds of people that you come in contact with and you learn from. Um, and I'm sure all of us have sort of like experienced this in some sense, but um, if we've all gone to schools that are pretty, you know, um, a decently elite, I guess, or like a, a higher up, I guess, maybe not elite, but higher up. And so going to college, you see people who through scholarships, I guess, or through certain, you know, different aid uh, platforms were able to make it to college but are not the same class and not the same um, you know, set of people that we are usually um, used to interacting with. 
and that teaches a lot as well. I think being able to accept that there are so many different people out there, being able to learn everything that you can from them and being able to teach as well. And just that blend of, you know, multiple cultures and disciplines and things like that, I think is a really, really one of the best things about college, I feel like. So now that all of you, uh, I could just feel that, Nikki, you were going to say something. Please no, I, I, I just wanted to say that what Shubhi said really, I really felt that was, I think that's the main thing that we like about college. We, we really feel that the teachers are on our side, you know, we feel like they want us to go on the path. They're, they're free to talk about what we want to do. And we can, it's just very, we don't feel that they're trying to like uh, put us out or they, I don't know, I, just, I really like what Shubhankar said. <laughs> I think that's something that we really. That's true, because also the reason, one other reason could also be that when you're in college, you have a class of say 70, 80, and the interaction yeah. between a teacher and a student is also for so less, right? And in a class, in a school, you have about 25, 30 children. That's why it matters so much for a teacher who is in school to have that kind of a bond, to build up that bond with her students and make sure that the child feels that she's on her side and not the enemy there, right? Because day in and day out, you are working to uh, get that education across to the children. And it is the first uh, bridge to cross is to become a part of their world. Uh, you know, yeah. not just change their world, just be a part yeah. of their world and understand so that, you know, once that comfort is there, I think that learning just flows from there. Yeah. I think the change has to be individual. Whoever mm -hmm. is in whichever space has to uh, rethink, has to bring that change. Whether you're yeah. a student, whether you're a teacher, whether you're in the management, whether you're a parent, that is again one of the bigger, bigger points to discuss because each one contributes to a child's uh, growth in a very, very impactful way. So each one needs to rethink what they're doing. Is it correct? Is it not? And, uh, you know, uh, make a difference there. So going, uh, all of you had such wonderful, beautiful ideas. So let me put one fun question to you. If, if uh, I was to say that you are, you are to teach a class today, okay? Or suppose you, uh, I, I'll give you an option, whether to teach today or in five years. What kind of a class would your, what kind of a design would your class have? What kind of a lesson design would your class have? How would you want to teach your children if you were the teacher in a school? It could be today, it could be another, you know, if you want to uh, think in the future, that's also fine. Whatever you want to take at. I, I can go first. So, um, <laughs> off, I think one of the things that I did very recently in school was I did a, I did a project, a, a design project where we were looking at like the future of vehicles and future of vehicle enthusiasts. Okay. And one of the things that we found was in the future, uh, with all of these autonomous vehicles and things that are coming, kids uh, or students, in a sense, become a kind of enthusiast. And that was the crux of that situation. But what we came to was this actual, this future of schools, where uh, the, the point, uh, the main core of this is that every day is sort of like this journey, right? Right now, the way we learn is we have these distinct subjects where you have like 40 minutes for maths, 40 minutes for science, 40 minutes for something else, and so on, right? And we have multiple of these periods all over the week in different ways and combinations. But what if every day you learn about whatever something, say the human body, for example, or you want to learn about aerodynamics today, right? So you go to school 
And the school is not just this physical infrastructure that you go and sit in a classroom, but every industry sort of ties into education. So if it's aerodynamics, you go to the museum and you learn about aerodynamics concepts, right? And you experience them. And then maybe after that, you go to a maker space and you make something, you make like this part that shows the concept that you learned. And then right after that, you go to a go-kart track and you put that onto your own go-kart and race and see how that works. And each of these industries have, there's a way to create jobs in even, even these individual industries where you can have educators at each of, each of these spaces. So you have an educator at a museum, you have an educator at a maker space, you have an educator at a go-kart track. And all of these uh, industries sort of show, show students and teach them in, in experiences every day and curate these journeys every day for them to learn. And that can just change education altogether, right? And everything sort of ties back into education in a way. Right. So you're, you're talking more of learning with experience, hands-on. That, that's, yeah. Because it's obviously anything you learn with experience is always a permanent memory. It stays with you forever. You never forget. You, you've never forgotten how to tie a shoelace, right? Because it was learned with experience. And you still won't remember who was, you know, who uh, won which war and which date because that's just crammed off a book. What about you, uh, uh, Shubhi? What are your thoughts on um, that? I'm thinking, I think, I mean, okay, like, so Dead Poets Society is like one of my favorite films. So, and in that, it's about this English teacher who enters this really structured school, which is like extremely strict. And he's kind of, he basically gives like this type of liberation to every student. Like they are experiencing stuff outside the textbook. Like he links the outside world to the inside. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, uh, I think, so if I had to teach a class like today, I would maybe like to do it that way, you know, where trying to give help each student in a way like that personalized touch, I'd say, in a way, like to help them discover and understand what their passion is. So, so no matter what subject I'm teaching, to show them how that subject is basically, like in the movie, he talks about how language and words are so important for the world. So whatever subject I would teaching, I would want to show them how important that is with the context of the world and try and help each student understand, like, each, so if it's your passion, amazing, help you identify, understand that passion. But even if it isn't to understand its intrinsic value, like I didn't like science, but through school, I never even understood why science, how it like can shape the world, how important it is in different ways. And so I think so if like that way to help a student appreciate what they don't like as well, would be something I try and build and like try and build like, that personal bond where, you know, like each student, being as approachable as possible and to be able to talk about things outside the class as well. I think, I think yeah, I would try and just be a friend, I'd say. Someone they can always approach. I think that's what I try and do. Wonderful. Absolutely. What about you, Aditi? Yeah. Um, again, these are just really great questions. Lots of ideas coming up. Um, I was thinking like if, if beliefs are so important, right? And the beliefs people hold are so important. I would like over a long period of time, like one, ask people to write down, like, I am dash, like, I am confident, I am a dancer, I am a builder, whatever it is, and have them pursue that. And at the same, like, in parallel, or maybe after that, like, fill in the sentence, I am not dash, 
right? Or I am not. I'm like, I didn't think I was a sports person. And so like, I've had issues with my health all throughout because like, I, I just liked studying, but I didn't like sports at all. Uh, and so, but now like, I think I've unlearned that, right? So if we could identify what the I cannot be or I am not beliefs are, just finding ways for people to kind of dip their feet in that. Like if you think you're not a dancer, like just make a really fun, you know, just put on music in the middle of the day and like, let's see who doesn't dance <laughs> over here. <laughs> Just for them, not, I mean, the, the activity itself is silly, but if they can take away the idea that beliefs are malleable and you can be different things that you think you are not. And in small ways or in big ways or like surprisingly somebody discovers that, oh, actually I can do this. Like for me, that would be like a really cool thing for people to take away from uh, that exercise. Beautiful. Absolutely. What That's about right. you, Vicky? Yeah, I think like for this generation, we us and maybe younger than us as well, we really like technology. And I feel like learning through tech is something that we really enjoy. Like, even if it's like a fun game, you know, like why, why do people like doing courses on Coursera? Why do people actually pay to do extra courses on Coursera, right? Because you're actually able to play a game over there or you're able to like get a different experience, even though professors teaching you through a video, it's something that's very interesting to you. So I think like trying to, Maybe VR and stuff is something that's not very easy right now, not very easily accessible. But I think trying to use technology to make things more immersive, and it's also such a great opportunity to make things more accessible to students because like in the concept that Mehul was talking about, right? It's like there are so many more things available to students. It's not like we are stuck in a room that we have to only use everything in that room. With technology, we have resources all over the world, right? So we should make use of those, I think, because students do enjoy that much more. And it's it's more with the time. You can't keep using textbooks, right? Maybe students don't like reading books anymore, right? I feel like we have to keep up to date. Wonderful. I think all of you brought in such wonderful, amazing ideas. I wish somebody would, you know, listen to that and take a page out of it and, you know, use it because I think that's coming straight from the recipients of the education that you've been through and you shared with us what worked, what didn't work. And uh, uh, before we wrap it up for today, anybody else wants to add anything? Otherwise, I have something that will take you back to school again. I, I, I will leave you with the memories of school. And I want to uh, see you go with those smiles because I think that was the most beautiful part of school life, that you always had fun, you had, you had your friends and it was so carefree. So I want you to go back, uh, you know, with that beautiful memory. But before we uh, do that fun activity with you, anybody else wants to add anything? Um, so one thing I wanted to just say about what you said about changing stuff. I remember in, I had a professor who on the first day he told us, he's, he's like, guys, like, I'm going to treat this class as if you are like a sports team, like you're a team. So I think that concept, what he immediately like set out from day one was that, you're going to be learning from each other as well. So, so the professor is not the only one who's teaching. So he built that environment where, and he, he told us, he's like, on the first day he told us, I guarantee you by the last day of class, you're all going to be friends with each other and you're all going to be a bond. And that's exactly what happened. So just building that environment where you can learn, like what Mayo said, right, about just the diversity in a classroom is so high. So to actually learn from that would be amazing. So I think I like that take about, treating a classroom like the class like a team 
I think in just learning from each other, building from each other. So that automatically removes that whole thing about hierarchy or grades or anything. Because you just, it's all inclusive. Correct. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I think each one of you brought, a, brought that out. That first of all, uh, you know, all of you are together, the teachers on your side, creating that environment where everybody is free to say that, you know, raise your hand and say, or even if raise your hand, forget that. Just say, ma'am, I did not understand. So many of you are so scared as students. I remember I was so scared even to say that I did not understand a particular thing. So that kind of environment needs to change where you can just freely say, you know, openly and you can just sit across in a room, all your uh, classmates and the teacher and just talk about things because that would break all the barriers that we, uh, you know, experience throughout our uh, learning journey. And uh, hopefully in the future that we would have to unlearn less and what we've learned helps us more. So for that, we, I think, do need to transform and rethink our education. So great, great with your thoughts. And uh, so, like I said, going back to school flavor, and I'm going to throw a rapid fire at all of you. Okay. And uh, I know it, it, even, it bugged us even then that there used to be like, you know, uh, alphabetical order that you had to go in. A to the Z and uh, so in this case today we will do the other way okay we'll go the opposite way so we'll go Shubhankar, Mehul, Nikki and Aditi okay correct so I'll say a question and just outright say one by one what your answer is okay not so much of a thought they're not so thought-provoking we've done with the thought-provoking questions for today it's just going to be the fun round okay are we ready yes Yes. Okay. So the first question, a school day or a rainy day holiday? Shubhi, you're the first one. I'm not going to say the sequence. Shubhi, Mehul, Nikki, Aditi. Fast. So like, wait, no, wait. So like, we're just supposed to say like a memory or like... What no, just the... one. Out of the two, choose one. Okay. What it's like? School day or a rainy, rainy day. day holiday? Rainy day holiday. Rainy day holiday. School day. Rainy day. <laughs> okay, so three of you want the holiday. Okay, fine. Uh, uniform, no uniform. No uniform. No uniform. No uniform. No uniform. Universal. I think schools need to do away with that. Okay, regular any sneakers or those white canvas shoes? Any sneakers. White canvas shoes. I, I think white canvas shoes, Auntie. Yeah. Definitely white canvas shoes. Wonderful. So you don't mind all that putting that polish overnight, <laughs> letting them dry. They were really comfortable. And, and if you forgot the polish, what was the option? The chalk. All of you have done yeah. Whitener. Whitener. What else gives you an excuse for not playing well, man? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one, uh, school bus or pu uh, personal transport? School bus. School bus. School bus. School bus for sure. Absolutely. The fun is comparable to on the field, right? Absolutely. How about <laughs> your lunchbox or your friend's lunchbox? My lunchbox. My lunchbox. My lunchbox. Fine, I was a vegetarian and nobody else was. I think I give a round of applause to all the mommies out there because I yes. think that that's really for them. 
to have created those wonderful boxes that you all want to still eat. Uh, teaching period or a games period? Games. 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 Teaching. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That that shows that you were so happy with uh, a particular subject that you wanted to learn, right? No, it is just I was really scared of sports. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. A uh, pen and paper or a laptop to put your thoughts down? Pen and paper. I think pen and paper. Yeah, pen and paper. Big laptop. At least three of you are there. I thought it ended with our generation because I just <laughs> function only with a pen and paper. I mean, it's so difficult for me to, my thoughts don't just flow into a laptop somehow. I don't know. But uh, great. Uh, how about a straight line of desk or a round table to sit across and study? Round table. Round table. Yeah, round table. Round, yeah. Okay. So, uh, how about if I give you a free period every day of the week or three sports periods, what would you choose? Wait, free period every day? One free period every day or three sports periods in a week? Three sports. Okay. Yeah, three sports. I would say free period. I mean, you can go do your sports and the rest of us can do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> for the free period, remember the free period used to be just in class. You can finish your work or you can just finish your homework or if you wanted to read. Yeah, That's I just encourage people to play hand cricket. I was that person who had to be in class like writing down names if people spoke or wanted to do different things. Ah, so this is how the badge, the monitor with the badge, right? <laughs> Wonderful. So the last, which is also one of the most important, exams or project and assignment based assessment? Project. 100%. Yeah, projects. This is a tie for me. I'm clearly an outlier. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I think... Wonderful. I guess all of you really did well because you. Um, you all were so excited to answer. That was, I think, the best take. And uh, even in class, when I used to teach also, my only thing was other kids excited to answer, other kids excited to even respond to what I'm saying. That is the biggest take for a teacher as long as, uh, you know, they're, they're just happy being in that class. So wonderful yeah. to have shared all these amazing ideas. And I hope to see a beautiful, bright future of education in, uh, in the future to come when I have these young uh, minds bringing in such fresh ideas and uh, wish you all the very best in whatever you're doing. It's, it's uh, really, I'm feeling so proud that, uh, you know, you kids think like this. Amazing. Thank you, Audi. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank for us. Yes. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.